0: Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today, as always. And, you know, last night I was looking over some of this this. COVID relief bill that they're putting together, some of the stuff. And Dad's talked about it in detail um, last week. But uh, some, some stuff that's starting to really trouble me a little bit is how much I'm seeing a demand for people to have stimulus checks. Not saying that people can't use the money, not saying that we probably shouldn't have way more money back from the government anyways because of the insane taxes we pay. But the ideology, the mindset, the Idea that the government needs to take care of us and they need to give us money is starting to become a very central topic of this entire COVID bill as far as what people think it is. However, when you actually look at what is going on with it, it is nothing short of a full blown United Nations 2030 prep agenda budget it was ironic Fox News reported on this which as you guys know I don't care for Fox News or any of the mainstream media outlets but they brought up an article discussing that over 700 billion dollars of the bill is not even going into use until 2022 through 2031 Yes, you heard that right over a third of the bill is actually spent over the next 10 year period now, what's ironic about this is, as we know, the government has no restrictions on how much money they want to spend like a drunken sailor. They showed us that last year with the trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars that are constantly being injected into the market. Not necessarily the economy, but into the markets. And so, and then on top of that too, they noted that 95% of the $170 billion portion of the bill that goes towards schools is spent between 2022 and 2028. Hardly considered any type of COVID relief when you factor in that, I mean, you're only looking at like, you know, $10, $20 $10, 20000000000 billion a year being given from this bill per year. And so a lot of people have been kind of asking me, and I've discussed this with a lot of folks, of what really is going on. And this is the beginning phases of the communist takeover and the socialist agenda as far as for the monetary system in this country is that – this is all one giant redistribution of wealth. We saw this with the Payroll Protection Act and what they did and that, that rooster hasn't even come home yet. I'll tell you that right now. You give it another year or two when a lot of these loans start defaulting and people cannot continue to pay for them over years and years and years, exactly like they wanted to do, a lot more businesses are going to be shutting down and so, just be aware of what's going to start happening in the markets. You already see inflationary causes. Inflationary rates are starting to slightly go up. You're already starting to see the cost of material. I told you guys that yesterday or last week when I have a lot of friends that are in the building industry, including myself, I've been finishing up my house, the second story, for the last couple months. And the cost of material has literally gone up in some cases three and four hundred percent when it comes to plywood and other stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's getting insane. And people go, well, you know, the housing boom's causing this. Yes and no. You do see the housing boom, especially down here in Florida, because so many people are moving down here. But on the other hand, too, you're starting to see the beginning phases of hyperinflation in a market that has a high demand, which in Florida, that is the housing market. All the individuals I know, including the ones that work in the material industry for, you know, all the different products for houses, they said there is no sight at all of things going down in the near future at all all the projections all the invoices everything they've been told that in materials probably going to go up even more by next year and so what people have to start understanding you got to make sure you're prepped in every aspect whether it's finances whether it's also supplies as we saw with texas A lot of people got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak, and were not well prepared for what was going to happen over there. Granted, I don't think anybody expected that level of warfare, of weather warfare, to be initiated on Texas. But again, that's why I encourage everybody, make sure you have some backup supplies. Make sure you basically have some extra food, and you have some extra water, and you have any extra supplements or extra gear, material, or ammo, or whatever it is you may need. It's not going to go down. The same thing with ammunition. Ammunition supply has been very, very hampered because of COVID, but the manufacturers are running full force. A lot of manufacturers like Winchester, they're running 24-hour shifts, three persons basically per day, seven days a week, wide open supply is not really an issue. They're keeping up with the massive supply. The demand has just exceeded so far, and the material cost has gone through the roof. Primers, powder, brass, everything's going up. So again, you see these markets that have a high demand, like housing and ammunition. They're the first ones that are being exposed to the hyperinflation aspects because of such a high demand going on right now. So again, remember, the next one that's going to start happening, and I've called this out for the last two years, and you can already see it very slowly, it's going to be food. You start seeing milk, bread, eggs, beef, chicken, everything starts going up slightly. Well, wait till you start having real food crisis in the United States. Food shortage has been sporadic all around the country in certain areas, depending on what's been affected most by COVID. But always remember, Bill Gates now, allegedly is what they're saying, is the largest farm landowner now in the entire country. He has been buying up farms quietly for the last decade, slowly but surely increasing his massive empire and control. And once you start going in and you start taking over these farms and you start turning them over to full-blown biotech Monsanto plastic food-growing farms – there's really no turning back from it. The soil shot after that because everything's contaminated with so much pesticide and herbicide and glyphosate. You can't ever turn it to an organic farm. And what happens is the organic farms, in most cases, have a very hard time functioning if they are in the vicinity of these giant Monsanto farms because of the spray, because of basically the overflow spray of the different pesticides and herbicides and Roundup that are sprayed and get contaminated in the organic farms and end up ruining a lot of the crops. So that's why I encourage everybody. Make sure you are staying prepped right now. You can see what's happening. The handwriting on the wall, so to speak, is occurring. So that's why I want to encourage everybody, make sure you're awake, you're alert, and you're waking up a lot of other people right now for what's about to start happening. Because once I start seeing what they're doing with these repeated COVID bills and how now this one. It's just more money, more money. They're just basically wealth redistribution. It's very clear we're in the beginning phases of a communist country in the United States, as we pretty much saw after the election theft and the fact that Donald Trump did nothing about it and completely and totally caved in, unfortunately. It was ironic when I saw him down in Orlando. I saw some of the videos of it, and a lot of the Republican leaders and individuals came down there to speak over last weekend. And, you know, of course – Donald got up there and hoorah, hoorah, big rally speech about, oh, we're going we're gonna to do this. And we're going to take it back. And I'm sitting there going, you didn't do anything, dude. You blatantly said there was theft. We blatantly saw the evidence was theft. The judges refused to see it, and you just capitulated with it instead of declaring the Insurrection Act, which is pretty much the only option he had, which, I might add, would have been a probably very negative thing for the entire country to deal with as far as from a civil unrest standpoint. But... It would have been better in my opinion than allowing a complete and total theft of a constitutional republic election to be done in plain sight and done nothing about it because now – we're reaching a point to where we have this brain-dead Biden clown in office who's obviously got severe mental problems and is not running the country by any means, but he is now the scapegoat to blame everything on because he has no idea where he's at. So he just nods his head and agrees with what everybody says. You can see that in some of the interviews. I mean, it's embarrassing that he's actually the puppet that they chose for this, and we couldn't at least have somebody up there that – at least acted and appeared like they were alive and they knew what was going on from a cognitive standpoint. So that's my stance on that this morning. So I just encourage everybody continue to get the truth out there and thank you again for supporting Health Masters and all your other alternative media sites that are actually speaking the truth about what's going on right now. Dad, what
1: do you think? Well, you know, Biden is just a continuation of Barack Obama. That's all he is. Uh, Barack Obama was a yes man. Whatever they told him to do, yes, yes, that's all he did. And it, it was ridiculous because they had so much trash on Biden and on Obama, they could control them both. You know, we, I told you how Barack Obama was nothing but a CIA construct. And personally, I'm never going to, I'll never back off the fact that I felt that, you know, Hillary Clinton was supposed to have won against Donald Trump, you know, four years ago. But the reality was, you know, we overwhelmed the cheating, <laughs> the election machines and they couldn't reset the algorithms fast enough to make it so Donald Trump would lose. Cause I mean, Hillary already had her fireworks scheduled and everything else. She, she didn't even try to campaign because she knew she was in. And so when Donald Trump got in, I believe he was uh, basically the the uh, you know the uh, surprised president i think he was surprised and in the beginning he really tried to do stuff until they gave him his epstein tapes <laughs> that just Lane like maxwell has told him and has told the world now exists and so you know whatever's on those tapes is probably pretty bad and i think at the end when he could have declared the insurrection act they probably went back to him and they played his tapes for him again they said you know here's what's going to happen because if you remember back about the first part of december he was still kicking pretty hard they just stopped And so somebody brought something up to the boy. Now, it could have been what? It could have been the tapes. It could have been, you know, a threat against him and his family. It could have been the fact that everybody pretty much figured he was at that point just a figurehead, and that he had been completely and totally compromised. I don't know. All I know is the QAnon movement is still going strong, the CIA psychop, which, guys, listen to me. If you believe in QAnon and you listen to this show, number one, I don't know how you can actually – those two are kind of mutually exclusive, to be honest with you – because we hammer QAnon, and we've been hammering it for years, and it's so frustrating to me now because the Capitol is, again, on high alert with the, with 5,000 troops still there on the streets amid the bizarre QAnon conspiracy theory that Trump will be made president again in two days. Oh, yeah, in two days. Then of course, in two days, they'll say, oh, we've had another delay, blah, blah, blah. You know, March the 4th is now the big day. And, you know, and again, during the CPAC speech, Trump once again made the c- claim that he had won the 2020 election. So Trump, if you remember, never came out and said the Q thing was a joke. He never did that. He basically said, you know, we're not going to, you know, t- basically, he, he really kind of pretty much endorsed the Q thing, which has been a, a disaster for everybody from a psychological standpoint, because, again, the Q thing took their hearts or their minds off of Jesus from any of these guys who are Q who are Christians and they put it on basically a failed leader, a failed person of uh, the name of Donald Trump, who basically is terribly morally compromised. So it's just one of those deals. Uh, by the way, uh, the ex CIA director John Brennan says that he is increasingly embarrassed to be a white male during a capital TV debate. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know what to say about that. You know, you know, he's continuing to just to, to do the narrative for the CIA. And, I mean, you know, he was talking about the Capitol Hill siege. What? Well, there wasn't a Capitol Hill siege. There wasn't a Capitol Hill insurrection. Uh, nobody showed up with full automatic weapons and started killing people to take over the government. It never happened. It, it probably never will. I hope it never does. But the problem is is that, you know, we're in a situation now where everybody's talking about this rioting and the Capitol insurrection and everything else. And, again, it's more programming. So all this is, you know, by the way, Biden has allowed 60 minutes to release military images secrets that had saved U.S. lives, telling everybody down that that they were taking satellite photos of Iran and what Iran was doing and what Iran was buying as far as satellite photos. He just did a full disclosure for everybody, telling everybody how the internal mechanisms of our secret agencies work as far as figuring out what people are going to do. But, of course, like Austin said, he doesn't really know he's there, so he probably wasn't thinking much about anything. By the way, six Dr. Seuss books. books. I'm not a big fan of Dr. Seuss. I've never... In fact, I always thought Dr. Seuss was really weird. I always found it disturbing, even as a young child. I never could get my head around green eggs and ham. It seems like it was weird. Why would you want green eggs? It's disgusting. But six Dr. Seuss books books now, including Scrambled Eggs, Supper, and If I Ran the Zoo, will stop being published because of a racist and insensitive imagery before Biden dropped author from Read Across America Day. I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, this company, the Seuss company, he's been dead now for 30 years. The Seuss company is still bringing in about $30 a year. He's like one of the highest-paid celebrities and authors ever who's dead, and now they're basically going political correctness on that. And so you have to ask yourself a question. Why is that happening? Well, you know, we got to realize the Democrats, or I should say the communists, they manufacture racism. You know, they couldn't win an election fairly against Donald Trump. So they had to pretty much stage the entire election as far as the communists and take this thing away from him. And there's an article here that says, Democrats manufacture racism. If you wanted to tear a country apart, really have the people hate each other, the playbook that Democrats are following would be the way to do it. Take something irrelevant, but over which people can do nothing, and build it up into everything. Like, you know, you've got white skin, right? Convince people others are out to get them, thereby absolving them of any responsibility for problems in their life, and they will eventually give up, convince others they are perpetrators of something horrible because you've got white skin, which only works with those out of real problems, and you have the makings of a Nazi power of manipulation. This is what the Democrats are doing of the race, and it can no longer be simply laughed off. It must be actively confronted and exposed. The tip of the spear of this mental race war on the left is Ibram Kendi and Robert D'Angelo with their personal meme comps. How to Be an Anti-Racist and White Fragility. The basic premise of each book is white people are racists and everyone else is a victim. Are you listening? The only way for a white person to not be a racist is to self-flagellate, in other words, beat themselves on the altar of progressive politics while cutting a big check to whichever of these grievous grifters happens to be collecting a big payday from the nearest school that day. It's a racket. Who knew there would be liberty millions to be made and telling rich white liberals their skin is the root of all evil. I wish I would thought of it. Is what this article was on to say. If I had known wealthy suburbanites led lives so devoid of meaning that they had turned to mental masochism, I would have happily told them how awful they are and for half the price. <laughs> Here, this thing is basically saying the Democrats. Now, here's the thing. The KKK could have done this against black people in the 60s and in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. In the 30s, we didn't have TV, but in the Cartoon Network now, they're running a public service announcement telling children – the Cartoon Network is now running public service announcements telling children to see color when it comes to people. This is a Cartoon Network. In a little less than 60 years, we've gone from Martin Luther King changing the world with the words, I have a dream that my four – little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. To a cartoon character telling kids, my experience with anti-black racism is really specific. Other people of color experience other forms of racism too, but you don't see any of that if you see color. I mean, this is insane. You know, this is absolutely crazy. If we had white people or the KKK on a TV show now on the Cartoon Network telling people that they basically are black and they're absolutely horrible and we need to see the color or Indian or Hispanic or whatever, we would have laws passed and people arrested and put in prison for doing this because we're hammering the white people, the white Christians, the white Christian Protestants, the white Christian, Christian Catholics. It's okay. It's okay. If you switch the races, it's something the KKK could have written. So this is where we are right now, and it's being perpetrated now to young little children on the cartoon network who are in a theta brainwave state. We've talked about it many times, who don't have the ability to screen it, and they believe it. It's crazy. There's another article. Atheists and leftists infiltrated Russian schools in the 19th century, mortally wounding Christianity in the country. A Lesson for America. This is the basically the communist mantra that came in with the Kabbalists into Russia, the Satanists. A century ago, the Russian people did not just wake up to an accidental atheist takeover. Secular intellectuals had already infiltrated their schools, and when the universities changed, so did the minds and the hearts of the people. To avoid a similar catastrophe today, Every aspect of education needs to be centered around the Orthodox Christian faith. Wow. You hear that? This article originally appeared on the news site about the Christian Renaissance in Russia called Russian Faith, and their introductory video is the end of the article that I have posted. Guys, it's so important that we understand what Marx did, what Lenin did, and what they did as far as withdrawing us from the great I am and from Jesus. Remember, the Satanism stuff never took a hit in Russia, it built and built and built like it has in the United States this Kabbalist mess the what they were after was again the, the white christians the white christian russians the white christian russian protestant from the from the russian orthodox church they wanted to completely destroy it in fact they killed up to 50,000 orthodox priests and in many cases they actually burned the churches, the Orthodox churches, with the people who attended those churches inside as they boarded up the windows and the doors. You know, I, this is crazy. Up to 50 million Christians, up to 100 million Russians were killed all because of this to destroy the Orthodox Church and to destroy Christianity. That's the extent of their resolve, if you don't think that they'll do that here. That's who these guys are. I mean, we have to understand that all of these guys are a bunch of clowns. They really are. The problem is because of dual citizenship, because of what we've allowed other countries to do to come in and control our Congress and our Senate, who are primarily Kabbalists, they come in and they tell us what we're going to do, and they pass laws to enforce it. Look what what dual citizen Nadler just said. What any religious tradition describes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Now, he's talking about the great I am. Is no concern to this Congress. He's not talking about his buddy Einsoff, that snake in a tree from the Kabbalah. And this is insane to me that these guys get apart and they say stuff like this and they're making it so it's okay. Listen to this. Quote, the gender confusion that exists in our culture today is a clear rejection of God's good design. Whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God that a nation is rebellion against them and will inevitably bear the consequences, that, that con- the congressman said we are seeing the consequences of rejecting God here in our country. This is one of the other guys' story who basically was trying to figure out what it means to be a male or female. This is insane that we're actually having a discussion that you know, we don't know if a person is a man or a, f- a woman. I mean it just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, we've taken a, we've taken Mr. Potato Head now. We've, talk, we've taken a plastic potato and we've assigned gender discrimination and gender bias to a plastic potato. I mean, this is the extent of the resolve. And when Nadler says this, he's talking about Christian values, Christian ethics and Protestant work ethic in Catholics and Jesus Christ and the great I am. That's what he's talking about. He's coming directly against Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, who is the Prince of Peace, who is the Counselor and the Good Shepherd. But remember, Nadler claims to be Jewish. He doesn't believe any of that. He believes the Talmud, and he's probably, and I can pretty much guarantee you he's a Kabbalist to say what he just said. And so he is directly opposed. He has an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ and Christianity. And yet here he is. Here he is, sitting up there and running this Congress and making his mouth run constantly, saying all types of blasphemies, but yet because he's elected in a group in a a, a, a state which is primarily, I guess, Kabbalists, he's going to get away with this stuff and he's going to continue to be reelected over and over and over, forcing us to listen to his nonsense. Austin, what do you think, bud?
0: That's absolutely right. I mean,
1: this is what they're going
0: to keep promoting, this concept. I, I watched an interview with a girl the other day that was like valedictorian, top Tier athlete and uh, women's track. I forgot her name. I don't have it in front of me. And I was looking at what she was discussing, and she was saying how you know she was notified at the end of 2013 that they were going to start allowing a man, a, a, a biological male that was competing in male sports, to now start competing in her division because he is now claiming he is a girl, and. It was very interesting interview because she said the troubled part about me about it is she goes, I get the concept of inclusion, and we need to make sure everybody can feel included where they identify. She goes, but why are we allowing the 1% of the population that have a confusion that they're trying to work out in their own head, that 1% to come in and dictate what the rest 99% of us can do? And she goes, it's completely and totally unaffected at trying to compete. She goes, he he completely beats all of us on every faction, every one, period. There's a video they played of a grown black male with long hair, who I guess identified as a female now, running hurdle and track against, and this was like, a, you could tell it was a high-end, um, you know, these are were, these were top-tier athletes, and running field and tra- uh, hurdle and track against in the girls' division, and he completely smoked him. And this guy's like, he's probably 6'3", six, 6'4", six, he's tall. I mean, well-conditioned athlete. And the girls, you know, were all in the division, and they jump off the line. He immediately takes the whole shot, and, I mean, it's hitting the hurdles so fast it almost looks like he's running through them he's so fast. I mean, completely gaps all the girls, I mean, within like two to three hurdles. I mean, gone, 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 gone. I mean, like like he was competing against some middle school amateurs. It was that bad, and I just shook my head in disgust, and I said, is this really what we're going to allow now in the school systems? Why are the local school systems and the local colleges and college universities not saying no to this? Why are they saying no? We're we're not going to comply with this. This isn't okay because – They've been controlled and taken over by the exact same people that are trying to promote that agenda. And one thing about it to me that I really don't understand is why the liberal feminists are not in uproar about this right now. You know, they, all they have screamed about for the last 30 to 40 years is women's rights, women's lib, blah, blah, blah. And, and majority stuff I can't even say they're really inaccurate about. You know, they, they wanted to have a whole platform that they were heard on and they were able to do pretty much anything they wanted and they got it they fought for it and they clawed for it and they have it now in some cases even more so in certain areas and now that entire work that they tried to promote with feminism has pretty much been eroded and one fail swift to the pen by the clown in office I mean it's gone I mean now you're going to have a complete and total exodus of girls in female sports because what are they going to do and that's what the girl said in the interview. The, the interviewer asked her, she goes, what do you foresee happening in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years of female sports? She goes, I think we're basically like real, true biological females are going to be on the sidelines, not able to compete at all. She goes, why am I going to get up every morning at five o'clock and go to practice? Why am I going to skip vacations and skip spring break to keep training and do all that? Because when I know for a fact that there's going to be one, two or three grown males that are going to beat me every single time because they say that they're women. So there's, there's not going to be any type of motivation to train. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And dad's discussed it so many times, and it's the brainwashing and cultural indoctrination of our youth that is now accepting this. A lot of these kids, in my opinion, if if I was a female, and a lot of the males should be supporting this as well saying, hey, no, we're not going to compete. How about that? How about everybody walks off the field? How about that? How about you want to start having males compete with biological females and say it's okay? Okay. We're all just going to step out now. Done. Have fun watching your two or three you know, transgender cross-dressing males run women's track by themselves. Okay, cool. Hope that entertains you. That's what I would encourage right now. Straight up, civil disobedience in the school system when it comes to this. Say no. No, absolutely not. We're not going to go along with this under any circumstances whatsoever. You now have... Books being geared towards preschoolers, one of which called the Gay BCs, I kid you not. The video now is out. Of what child reading it? They've been promoting it at the transgender library, cross-dressing pervert meetings that they like to do now, and get their, these parents to bring their kids to these libraries so these perverted cross-dressers can try to indoctrinate them. They've been trying to circulate this book around, and it talks about A is for Alley, B is for Buy, C is for Coming Out. I kid you not, including words like intersex, queer, and trans. I mean, this book's for preschoolers. It's like four and five year old reading material. One of the things that says, B is for buy. You can shout it out loud. I like boys and girls, and that makes me proud. The other one says, D is for drag. You can strut and dance in clothes that you love. Uh, It's nauseating to me. I'm not even going to read any more of this. It's going to make me mad. This is what they're doing right now is subverting the culture. There is no legitimate purpose or justification to try to introduce four- and five-year-olds to transgender, homosexual, perverted ideology. There's none. There is not a single place that you can come up with a justification that's legitimate for that. If kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old want to voluntarily take transgender studies in college, and get a degree in homosexual literature that's completely useless and ruin their college career of ever actually having a legitimate job. That's their choice. They're grown adults. You guys know me. I'm very libertarian about stuff like that. If you want to be an idiot, you have absolute right to be an idiot. You do. But dude wants to be a dude and go run around in a dress and pretend he's a girl – That's his prerogative if he wants to do it. I mean, is it weird? Is it okay? I don't really care. As long as he doesn't tell me, I have to accept it, and I have to normalize it to my children and call him ma'am. That's where I draw the line. That's where we are here now. We've allowed this culture to start implementing itself and digging itself so deep into our country now that now we're at this point where we have the sitting stooge of the United States referred to as the president, which he is not writing executive orders mandating that biological grown males can compete against biological females. That's how far down the rabbit hole we've gotten. And so like I said, the problem is majority of the kids now in high school and in college, are never going to try to go against this head-on. They're not going to do civil disobedience, and they're not going to walk off the field because most of them don't even know how to do much of anything anymore on their own. The cognitive functioning has been so declined through the Common Core. I talked to our good friend, came in yesterday. He works in the school system. He came in here and got a couple products, and he said the issue with the current kids now, and he goes, you see this, he goes, they don't know how to do anything really except follow orders. If you give them a task and tell them how to do it, they can do it. And that's about where it stops. They can't really go past that any further. There, there's no, if the task exceeds what they've been told to do, they kind of just stand there and stare at it like a calf at a new gate. What, well, well, what do I do now? You told me to do this, but this, this is outside the scope of what you told me to do. I, I don't, I don't know how to go any further here. That's it. That's what, that's what they've done now. They've dumbed them down with the incredibly toxic vaccines with the aborted fetal tissue and the aluminum and the mercury in them. They've completely and totally dumbed them down with the fluoride. And the media has continually confused everybody about what's right and wrong with the perversion they promoted. And now we have the school systems that are now promoting preschool books, you know, the ABCs, you know, for, for gays, whatever it was called, gay BCs. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up. So as we find ourselves here now in 2021 in a very precarious situation, you have to ask yourselves, how far are you willing to go to stand at your convictions? One church now, finally, out in California, Santa Clara, has now finally gotten an emergency relief injunction against the county. The United States Supreme Court granted Pacific Justice Institution emergency relief to five churches challenging the Santa Clara County public health orders, which banned all indoor church services. Up until just this order, the San Francisco Bay Area County was the only place in the nation with set places of worship at 0% capacity for such services. Now of course you know gay bars were open, strip clubs were open, liquor stores were open. Those were all essential businesses apparently. But churches, zero percent in San Francisco Bay County area. The church finally sought emergency stay in the Ninth Circuit Court, but that request was denied by a three-judge panel hearing motions. Lawyers for the church filed an application for emergency injunction with Justice Elena Kagan, and a six-to-three decision, the high court granted the relief. Think about that for a second, what I just said. They had to go for an emergency injunction to finally open up their churches after an entire year when the vast majority of other alleged essential businesses have still been open and operational, even at restricted capacity. Churches were the main directive that they were not allowed to open. Why do you think that was it? Why do you think they don't want Anybody going to church. Why do you think they're trying to promote this ideology in the school system? It's exactly what dad talks about. It's to completely remove all morals, ethics, and biblical beliefs in the name of Jesus from every aspect of our country. This is the only way to completely and totally take down the United States. If the Christians stand up and they see what's happening and they stand their ground on this, there's very little That anybody can do as far as in the governmental sector to control it because Christians make up a huge percentage of the United States. But the problem is the churches majority of them have been neutered because of the 501c3 and they don't want to speak their mind. And then you had COVID dropped on top that restricted any church and all churches from basically being able to do anything they wanted. Now you have in Berlin. A ceremony that's coming up on May 27th to set the foundation stone for what is being called House of One in Berlin, marking the end of the 10-year planning and beginning of the estimated four years of construction, which will cost uh, re- uh, cost 47 million euros. Building and designing an architect by Kwan Mosvi will incorporate a church, a mosque. In a synagogue linked to a central meeting place. People of other faiths, denominations of no faith will all be invited there, and what they're referring to is Krishlam. It combines the counterfeit Christianity with Roman Catholicism, Islam, apostate Judaism, atheist, Buddhist, and an entire New Age, all wrapped into one. And of course, you guys, we know the Pope has actually supported this now. Doesn't even, I can't even understand that concept, but he has. And this is what they're doing now. They're trying to create a one world religion to bring in the one world government to create this entire new identity for the world. And so it is so important now more than ever that we stand Strong to our biblical convictions, my friends, and I mean this sincerely. All across the board right now, people have to start writing down, and I mean this sincerely. Write down your beliefs, write them down, read them. I learned that from Jim Rohn. Always write stuff down. Write down goals. Goals are a huge thing to write down. Now it's not just goals, now it's convictions. Write down what you stand firm on. Write it down with a date. This is what I believe. This is what I hold true. This is my line of the sand. Read it again, memorize it. Understand where you're going to hold the line on this because we have compromised so far as a nation in the last year alone. It has boggled my mind. I mean, with complete and total levels of insanity now, of what we've started to see. With the compliance of people running around and getting in fights over people not wearing a wet face diaper on their face. You know, you saw in Santa Cruz now, they have basically said they're going to have zero tolerance for anti-mask protests now in Santa Cruz. That they now will go in and anybody that's doing an anti-mask protest will essentially be arrested on the spot if they have the ability to do so now. That it is unacceptable behavior to walk around without a mask at all. Well, guys, you can't see what they've done to us in the last year from shutting down the churches to making sure they put sixes on every single aspect of buildings to telling people they can't communicate and they can't congregate. You can't come together for church or Christmas or Thanksgiving. Do you have to wear a mask on your face at all times? I mean, am I the only one that has seen what they're doing here now? Now they're promoting and rolling out the Krijslam building in Berlin, supposed to be ready to go within the next couple of years. This is where it's headed. So if we don't stand for something, as the old adage says, we're going to fall for anything. And the vast majority of people in this country now have fallen for nothing, a complete and total lie. A virus with a 99.9% survival rate for the vast majority of the population, and they've completely and totally compromised everything they believe in to capitulate because they don't want to have any type of conflict with people. That time has come and passed. That luxury is gone now. We no longer have that anymore. It's time now, if you believe something, if you stand up for something, you make it loud, you make it boisterous, and you stand on your convictions and hold your ground with this, Dad.
1: What do you think? awesome that was an absolute excellent segment i really enjoyed that you're absolutely right because we've compromised as christians we have i mean right now prominent evangelical adoption and foster care agency now is going to provide services to LGBTQ whatever parents and this is all happening right now under the guise of you know collectivism i guess and accepting everybody from everything for anything and it goes back to what Sabbatai Zevi said back in 1666 when he basically, he's a Kabbalist and he wanted to resurrect his serpent God because they believed that this Einsoff snake in a tree is is God. And he said that we have to make the earth unbelievably evil, you know, in every aspect. We have to turn everything upside down in order to bring this serpent back from the pit. I guess that will be through the building of the third temple and the antichrist, which will be this Satan. This, this thing they call Einsatz. So this is what they're doing, and this is why they're doing it. The reason the transgender push is so hard now, we've talked about this, and I mentioned it yesterday, I'm not going to go into detail about it again, is that the Kabbalah promotes transgenderism because it says that God was an hermaphrodite, that the snake's a hermaphrodite, and that Adam and Eve were basically created as hermaphroditic. And so this is what, what they're doing here. They're trying to force it back to that level to get the, se- the serpent resurrected from their Kabbalah. I mean, just, these people are nuts. And, and the problem is we're sitting back and now we're letting Christian adoption agencies just go ahead and do what they need to do. Almost every major Christian church now and almost every major Christian university has been able to you know, bring transgenders and gays into the head people there of the churches. Why? We're talking major denomination now because they don't want to lose their government funding, particularly the universities. The universities, if they're attempting the student loans, et cetera, et cetera, there are certain things they have to do. Now, mark my word for this. What's going to happen with major corporations is they're going to have to have X amount of transgenders on staff. It's going to be required by law. In other words, if you don't have a quota that you have 2% or 3% or 4% or 5% transgenders working for you, regardless of whether they're competent or not, they make one bit of difference. This is, this is it to be affirmative action run amuck. They're going to force people to take transgender employees or else they're going to start losing government subsidies and government contracts. But let you know what's going to happen. The same thing's going to happen to in the school systems. You know, you're going to be accepted into graduate programs based upon your transgender identity. And all of this will be pushed and pushed and pushed. We've already got 70% of the young children under the age of 20 now saying they're bisexual or gay. 20%. They used to be like 1%, you know, like 20 years ago. And now if they keep pushing this with Dr. Seuss books or whatever they're doing or whatever else they're pushing for these crazy gay alphabets, we're going to have 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% of our children saying they're gay within 15 to 20 years. You mark my word. You mark my word by 2040. If we do not have 40%, 50%, 60% of our children and our population identifying as being a transgender, being a homosexual. You think, well, gosh, Ted, that's not, well, this is what they want. This, you, you think they're doing this because they, they like you. They don't like you. They hate you. These are demons. Number one, they're jealous that God made us in his image. They're, they're really ticked off about that. They're, I mean, they they unbelievable. And number two, they want to be you because you've got a soul and you live on a really nice planet. And you're not some some interdimensional weird place that's more like a prison. You don't live there. You live here on this beautiful earth that we call paradise that God built for us that was hijacked. So they not only hate you, they want to be you and they're jealous of you. So they want to destroy you. They want to destroy God's creation and destroy God's children. And it's the same group who tried to do this back in the New Testament 2,000 years ago with Jesus. This is nothing new. This is part of their worship, in fact, as far as this sexual abuse of children. That's why Jesus warned them. You know, you mess with these kids, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the deepest part of the sea. The sexual perversion with children was going on in Rome, guys, just like it's going on right now. Rome was just extremely decadent. Because remember, there was no Christianity. There was no Christianity when Jesus came on this planet. And so we had no good whatsoever anywhere. Because these leaders, these Pharisees, they were basically still following the ancient Canaanite and the ancient Egyptian mythology and weird stuff at night. And Jesus straight called them out for being children of the devil. So that means there was nothing that was going on anywhere on the planet that was promoting love your neighbor as you love yourself there was that didn't exist guys and so we now have a complete basically erasure of christianity in our school systems and they want an erasure of christianity in our cultural systems and in our lives that's what this is all about if that's why the white people are being targeted but of course nobody wants to talk about that You know, nobody really wants to get on Fox News and say this is about Christianity. Oh, no, you can't do that because Fox News is Kabbalist controlled. (laughs) Yeah. Like all the other major media, 95% of them. So we can't talk about that. They've got to keep it hidden in the background so you don't know what they're doing to you. And like Austin said, and and like, you know, like Brad said yesterday when he came to the office, you know, the children are so drugged down with vaccines and they're so dumbed down from common core and they're so basically, When I was a child, it's, it was an interesting life for me, you know. And, and, I, and I did a lot of this with my own kids. You know, I, I, I was very specific with them as far as behavioral patterns that I was accepting and what I wouldn't accept, but I let them have a lot of freedom. I let them kind of run around all the time, do what they wanted to do. She would turn them loose on a cruise ship if we were on the cruise ship. I let them make their own choices of their own decisions and their own mistakes and their own consequences, provided they were safe. They weren't. I didn't let them run out in traffic. Okay? I didn't do that. I didn't let them stand on a train track. I didn't do that. But I let them experience life so they can make their own choices and make their own decisions so they could learn to do what? Think. T-H-I-N-K. Think. And that's the problem today. Little Johnny simply, it's not that he's dumb. It's just that Johnny can't think. His brain is so de- basically deteriorated with drugs and tricyclic antidepressants in many cases with these young kids because they're all depressed. They give them suicidal drugs that make them want to commit suicide with these drugs that warn you that they can cause suicide. They give them all these shots full of mercury, like Austin was saying earlier, in aluminum and fetal cells, and then they teach them common core, and they don't let them think. They put them on a Pavlovian conditioning protocol that was brought to us by Leipzig University that basically teaches them operating classical conditioning in the classroom, and they're just told to do. They're, they want obedient slaves that can run the equipment. That's all they want. I gave you a quote from George Carlin a few weeks ago. That's all they want. They don't want people who can think, who have concrete, rational thought. They want everybody to be stupid. That's why you, when you walk into, you walk, in, you walk up to somebody, you know, in a store or wherever you are, and you start a conversation. They're mumbling through a mask, and you, you can't understand them. Finally, you say to them, "Let me ask you a question. How long are you going to wear the mask?" Now, how long are you going to wear it? and they look, and all of a sudden they realize what you're asking, and they go blank. They can't think through it because they have to be told how long they can wear the mask. See, this is what you've got to teach your kids. you got to let your kids have freedom and give them the ability to think, make their own choices. But then again, if they start doing really, really stupid stuff, you can't be stupid either, and you can't enable them by giving them money, particularly after the age of 17, 18 years of age. In other words, if you've got a kid who wants to be a brat at 18, that they're extremely disrespectful, why are you letting them use your car? Just a, no, just a question. If you've got a brat who's 18 years old who wants to cuss you and the family all the time and wants to use drugs, why are you giving them money? And This goes on and on and on because what you do is you enable them and you confuse them from a psychological standpoint. The meaner I am, the more money dad gives me. The worse I am, the more money dad gives me. The more dope I smoke, the more money dad gives me. The more disrespectful I am, the more money dad gives me. Or mom, if you're a single-family household, gives me. And see, this is the problem that we run into. These children are trained to be basically brats. And they're trained that their actions don't matter. They can do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want to say, and there are no consequences. Why? Because they were never taught to think. When they were younger, they weren't allowed to do what they wanted to do to deal with consequences. They were basically protected or controlled in a learning system in a school that doesn't foster creative play or thinking. In some classrooms, over 50% of the children are on Ritalin or Adderall. That completely messes up brain development. So when you start asking them questions like, why do you believe this? They can't answer you. Why do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Most High God? Why do you believe he's the Prince of Peace? Why do you believe he's the Counselor to the Good Shepherd, the Savior? They can't answer you. Now I'm talking Christian kids now in many cases. They don't, they don't have that belief. This is what they've been taught. But they don't have the internalized belief of who they are in Jesus Christ. And that's why the Bible says narrow is the gate and few that find it. Because this has been going on for a long, long time, and it's gotten much worse. I just read you that article a minute ago about the Russian school systems and how they were infiltrated. And now we've done the same thing with the Frankfurt School. The same group that infiltrated the Russian school systems 100 years ago infiltrated our school systems in 1933. I mean, it was only 20, 30 years later after they went into Russia, they came into the United States. That's the same exact group. And this is the way... That we've progressed now because we've allowed it as Christians, because we got sucked into the Scofield Bible, and the evangelicals did. and They want to believe all of this stuff that they've read in the Scofield Bible, so they're scared to say anything because they're not taught to think. Anyway, I, 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 you guys would love being in church with me. I'm not the only person that ever yells Amen. I'm not the only person that ever says that's right because I'm, I'm because I'm thinking about what the pastor's saying when he's preaching it. And, I, and people go, "Wow, why do you do that?" Because you're supposed to respond to the speaker in a positive way if you agree what he's saying, to reinforce what he's saying so he knows that somebody's listening. There's nothing worse than going into a classroom with kids. And I've had this happen because I was a college professor for years where the kids are the pits. I've had classes that were the pits. The entire class was the pits. I didn't have one person in the class that I liked or wanted to teach anything to. They were all the pits. They all sat down sleeping on the desk or looking at their notes or whatever they did and didn't pay any attention to what was going on. And then I've had other classes. The kids were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. They were attentive. They were smart. And, and so, and I got a variety of them. In fact, I was so frustrated one time I went to the administration. I've been teaching for about a year and I said, man, I got a class right now that they just, they're awful. And they started laughing. They go, yep, that happens. I said, where do these kids come? from? Said, we don't know if we could, we'd change it. But some of them, they come across that they don't learn anything. They don't have, they couldn't construct complete sentences. They couldn't answer short answer essays. Heck, some of them leave true false questions blank. And the guys, this, was 40 years ago, and now it's worse, much, much worse. When I was a kid, you go, and you go talking about when you were a kid. All right, just deal with it, okay? I'm, I, I was a kid too, one time, I remember I'd go to school and I'd say something in the classroom or talk in the classroom, and when I wasn't supposed to, and they were already doing the Pavlovian conditioning, they'd take me out in the hallway and take a big old redwood paddle. And beat the holy little crap out of me, or somebody the teacher or the principal it beat me, and I'm like, what the heck man I'm now I'm getting beaten and and I always got it was you, this doesn't surprise you guys. The main thing was basically uh how should I say I talked too much in class, imagine that, and so that was I, you know and it, it wasn't because I wanted to be rude, it's that I was really bored because the teacher was really bad. in fact, Sharon asked me the other day she goes, Well, how many teachers did you have that you remember that were really good, and literally guys. I named five teachers that I really enjoyed from elementary school all the way through college that I thought were good. Five. That's it. Now, how bad is that? And I talked to you the other day about how many gays and lesbians are in the teaching profession. They're the ones that pushed very, very hard the transgender issue. Look at San Francisco now. How to go to Supreme Court to get the churches open? Why? San Francisco is one of the top homosexual destination cities in the world, period. And they get all these people on the board, all these people running the schools, all these people running everything. And they just decide they don't want Christian ethics being taught in their schools and Christian ethics taught in their churches. So they're going to close up all the churches and not let the churches you know, have a t- have church on Sunday. Because the churches basically don't want to preach the truth in most cases. But when they do, they'll tell them the Bible says the, you shouldn't be homosexual. So they don't want to hear it. So they shut the churches down. They have to go to the Supreme Court to get reopened up. But like Austin said, the strip clubs – all the hookers in the strip clubs you're right yeah and, and all the transgender and gay bars and all the other bars they're all open they're all congregating having fun doing their weird stuff but you can't go to church not san francisco there's a massive exit out of san, exodus out of san francisco now people've had enough of it they don't want to deal with the stuff that's going on in san francisco and guys none of us should have to deal with that should we But because Christians have compromised. Guys, we were the cornerstone when people came to the United States, when the pilgrims came here, they came here for freedom of religion. It was the cornerstone on which the United States was started to get away from the Church of England. They came here to get away from the tyranny. They came here to have freedom. Many of them sold themselves into indentured servitude for seven years just to pay for the passage. These are white people now, not blacks, just to pay for the passage to come to the United States. And they worked as slaves for seven years in order to be able to leave and do what they wanted to do. That was the extent of the resolve of the early settlers that came into the United States. And then we built the 13 colonies, and we were clicking along. We were doing great. Then we decided to let the Masonic Lodges get involved and unify us to create the United States of America under a Masonic code, under Masonic Washington, D.C., under a pentagram in Washington, D.C., basically under their, what do you call it, their angel of the light, who they li- believe is Lucifer, the light bearer. Yeah, that, that's what happened. And from the very beginning, then we got, then we got to get the, said the, the giant phallic symbol, the Washington Tower, and all the rest of this stuff happened. And then the Masonic Lodges took over the entire country. And the Masonic Lodges are based out of the Kabbalah. It's based out of the Federal Reserve Banks now. It's all based out of the Council on Foreign Relations on the Committee of 300. All of these groups work together in unison to control the planet. That's why Time Magazine could come out with an article bragging that they had stolen the election. They blatantly, openly talked about it. Why? Because that's the extent of their control over the media and over politics and over the judiciary. But guys, always remember something. We don't answer to that. We have a blood covenant with the Most High God. We're in the covenant with the creator of the entire universe through whom all things are held together, and his name is Jesus. And we can look forward to every single day and realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad. in it. Guys, I love you. I got to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely wonderful. I appreciate you. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, and also, too, speaking of the Pope saying weird stuff again,
0: as he's trying to push his New World Order agenda with the United Nations and the climate (laughs) change… He came out now, you guys saw yesterday, and warned that mankind is now facing a second great flood caused by climate change unless leaders act to fix the injustice. (laughs) The 84-year-old said in the story of the great flood in the Bible, God used his wrath to punish injustice and clean up the world. And then added that humanity is facing a great deluge now because of rising temperatures and melting glaciers. But well, I guess the Pope forgot to read Genesis nine eleven, where it said, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. I guess he just he skipped that part. What this Pope is doing now, as we've clearly seen, is he's been a mouthpiece for the New World Order and especially the United Nations. Remember, the entire construct of this climate change awareness nonsense they're pushing is all about further restrictions, further taxation, and further control. That's the whole thing comes down to. I remember one of the, I think, prime ministers over in Europe, I forgot who it was. It was last year, though, when they were discussing what was going on with COVID. And they said, well, maybe some of these measures need to stay implemented, as we've seen with COVID lockdowns, as this will help out with climate change blatantly saying that, hey, maybe we should keep some of this stuff going on now, even after COVID's gone, that way we can help out with climate change because this stuff works really, really effective. That's where they're taking this stuff. So understand what they're doing and what the overall goal is. This is a long game. They've gone long. Very long on this bet. This isn't one of these, oh, we're going to see what happens in the next six months with COVID. They've already planned this out to see how long they can get away with it. And the longer that people continue to comply and obey with unlawful orders, the longer it's going to keep going on. Now, if people start resisting in droves and states and counties and cities and say, no, we're done, we're all done, we're all done, we're all done. That's it. They're not. The game's over at that point because they're not going to be able to control 330 million people. As I always say, the whole phrase is they can't hang us all. Everybody has to start remembering their strength in numbers when it comes to standing our ground and holding our convictions. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for getting information out to people, forwarding these shows, getting this information out there, waking people up. It's so important. We do that right now to the best of our ability. And also too, I want to say I know I pick on California a lot, San Francisco being a particular place that in LA, Ted and I bring up a lot because of how horrific it's gotten out there. But we do have a listener that let us know the other day, a customer as well's name's Chris. He's basically from the uh, area of San Diego, not San Francisco, but the San Diego area. And he said he's out there and he's got a big group that they are still trying to stand their ground for what's going on. So I support the small pockets of freedom and resistance that we have across the country it's important we all continue to maintain that and stand up for our constitutional rights be sure if you eat anything check out the website healthmasters.com product of the week awesome ag on sale right now be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow healthmasters a lot of specials as always including the viral protection kit on the website thank you again for the support have a blessed safe awesome night you guys stay safe Stay prepped. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.